Let's take the highly risky uh, leveraged shares. This is Microsoft, two times leveraged. Okay, this is what it is. Everybody's happy, of course, when the market goes up. They even feel a bit of a hero when it's dropped from being up 305% all the way to just being up 137%. And they're thinking, oh my God, what a drop. And then it goes back up. So they say, yeah, I can weather it. I'm risk-loving. Uh, you're only risk-loving in hindsight because it's gone back up. Let's look at the drawdowns. I'm more worried when it's high risk, don't go near it unless you fully understand it, things like this, about the drawdowns. I don't care about the greedy, oh, I can go from being up 100% to being up uh, 1,000% within just a couple of years. Whoa, this is great, Bitcoin to the moon and all that stupidity. No, I'm worried about these drawdowns. Now, this felt like a pretty painful drawdown when it dropped there during COVID. But it had a bounce back, which built people's confidence, including me. I was fine with it. So how do you handle this? Well, you've got two options. You can either say, I'll have a trailing stop loss, or you can say, I'm holding on forever. Either way, you're only ever investing with risk capital. And the trailing stop loss would be, well, if it drops 25%, I will exit, say, half of it, or all of it. Or if it drops 50%, I'm talking about the leverage, not the underlying. If the leverage drops 50%, I'll exit all of it. Or you might say, no, <clears throat> because it's uh, Microsoft, underlying stock I like, so I'm in it for the long term. I'm just going to keep holding. And I'll reevaluate in a year and another year and another year. Now, personally, what I did is up until this peak here, I was just holding forever. So when this dropped, I didn't care. I didn't do any exits. Uh, when this happened, didn't do any exits. When it was going nowhere for ages, didn't do any exits because the idea was markets fairly good, obviously in 2019, 2020, and so on. It'll come back, et cetera, et cetera. This time, when I look at the broader market, and I still expect the S&P and NASDAQ and all the rest of them to continue falling, uh, I think we've got something which I haven't seen since about 2012, which is what looks like a market which will continue falling month on month on month, rather than one which might fall for a month or two, but probably will rebound back up. Okay, that being the case, I started, although I still didn't know if it's going to fall, I started just selling some. So maybe 10% when it dropped 10%, another 10% when it dropped 20%, 30% when it dropped another 25%. If I had a perfect crystal ball, I would have got out here. I don't have a perfect crystal ball. I do not have a time machine. Eventually, I've got out of this and I will probably at some point, and probably some point soon, I think, but I watch it weekly. You can see it on my Telegram channel when I talk about these stocks and where I think they're going. I'll probably get in again. And you might say, well, why are you timing your investments? I'm not timing my investments. When it's leveraged shares, I know there's additional risk. And therefore, in this unusual scenario, I didn't think this was going to happen this year, by the way. Didn't see that coming. But as it happened, I had to have a strategy in place, which was ease back on the risk. And as it fell further, I thought, you know what, I still see it falling for the next couple of months. Why should I just wait and hold the pain? I'll get out. Others, students of mine have said, no, no, it's fine. I'm in it for the long term. So I'm just going to hold. Right? So you've got two options. Either you start easing back some of it, you take the pain, potentially of losses or reduce gains. Uh, and reduce gains are easier to take than losses, of course. Or you say, no, the reason I originally got it was for the long term. It's risk capital, i.e. money I can afford to lose, because let's say it never gets back up, which is unlikely, but let's say it didn't. I'm willing to wait for one, two, or three years. What you don't try and do 
and is the worst of both worlds is oh I'll try and trade it. I'll ride it here. It's got off a bit. Oh no! I'll get out. Get out. Get out. Yeah, you'll just spend a lot of time going nuts. Okay. So two options: trailing stop, easing back certain percentages of your position as the price falls by certain percentages. It might be a hundred percent if the price drops twenty five percent. That's up to you based on your risk profile, how you feel. Uh, the more risk averse you are, the more you will sell sooner on smaller falls. The more risk-loving you are, the less you'll sell on bigger falls, by definition. So you've got to work out your risk appetite. My uh, view of people is everybody's risk-loving when the market's rising. They're not as risk-averse as they should be when the markets are falling. And that's how you measure your risk appetite. When the markets are falling, how do you feel now? Do not use the risk appetite of when markets are falling, when everyone's risk-loving, in a uh, sorry, when the markets are rising, in a falling market. So don't say, oh, I'm risk-loving when the markets are falling because you were risk-loving when the markets were rising. Okay, it's the downside that matters. It is the drawdowns that matter. Now, hopefully what this has taught most of you watching this is don't go near leveraged shares because you're going to hate that roller coaster ride. Okay, don't try and be me and say, oh, no, no, it's okay, I'll push did it, so I'll do it. That's written up. You're going to hate that ride. <clears throat> okay, because when it happens in reality and nobody expected that to happen, most people won't be able to take it. They'll go, why did I do it? I just thought it was going to go up. No, trailing stop loss based on your risk appetite. How much do you want to sell based on the size of the fall? You might sell 100% based on a 25% fall or a 50% fall. Uh, personally, if I was still in this, which I'm not because I've started getting out of it from, I don't know, about January, February time because I just didn't like the risk because each month I looked ahead, I thought it was going to be lower next month than this month. Let me just sell a little bit, a little bit. Obviously, in hindsight, I should have sold all of it, uh, but I didn't uh, because I'm not perfect. Now, what would I do? Well, I'm still waiting now. There will be a time when I probably get in double leverage Microsoft again. Not probably, I probably almost certainly, uh, but it's not quite now because I still see maybe some falls, not steep falls. Um, I anticipate it's not too far off its bottom. Uh, and of course, the worst thing you want to do is get out of everything now and then just see it. It are not going to skyrocket. It's not going to jump like this again. It's probably going to go more like this, just sideways for ages uh, and just up a little bit just because of the background uh, economic environment. So hopefully that helps. Update leverage shares, the dangers, and otherwise, and by the way, I've picked Microsoft, which has only got an 8% volatility on Amazon uh, and on Meta. This is horrendous. So I always tell people, look at the charts. If you really want to see, look at the leverage chart performance. If you want to see what you're going to have to live through. And even then, you won't appreciate it as much as when you do it. All investing is risky. Don't do this. Don't do it. If you've got a doubt, don't do it at all. It is risky. It is risky. I don't know how many times to say it. Follow, like, uh, all the rest of it. Uh, and look at my Telegram channel. The links are in the bio. Uh, and I'll give you more um, information and data like this.